All right, everybody, welcome to the Dad Fit Podcast, the inaugural episode. Uh, today we're speaking with Daniel. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. I forgot to ask that. Oh, it's true. Um, almost nobody knows how to pronounce my last name. So <laughs> it's uh, Pauline. Pauline. Um, I would have guessed yeah, Pauline. So. Yep. Most people yeah. would. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so I don't know who came up with it. Uh, mine's similar. I mean, it's Nobel, like the Peace Prize, but most people say Noble. Um, oh, I would have said Noble. So yeah, yeah. See, there we it's go. Potato, yeah. potato, tomato. It's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Right uh, so. Well, I appreciate you joining me. You're out in uh, Oregon, right? Yep. Yep. So nice. Um, yeah, I'm right. Actually... Uh, kind of on the Washington Oregon border, actually, like along the Columbia River. So oh, nice. I'm actually okay, a West Dallas. Dallas. Uh, I was born in uh, Seattle. Um, oh, really? I didn't. I I don't claim to be a West Coaster anymore. I only lived there till I was like in kindergarten. But uh, yeah, came back. Uh, I'm in New York now. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, the area that no. I'm in. Where I grew up. Um, ironically is where i miss being i hated it so much while i was there and i couldn't wait to get out but yeah it's funny how that works i grew up in like dairy country surrounded by cows and corn and a bunch of fields and yeah on long island surrounded by a bunch of assholes <laughs> so like upstate new york yeah upstate yeah nice i miss it yeah, i've never been up there in the northeast but Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't I mean I know we went to Oregon briefly, but I don't remember much about it, honestly. Yeah. I remember a few yeah. things from Washington, like coming over uh, a hill near a movie theater and I could see Mount Rainier in the background. Yeah. Um, I remember that as a little kid. It probably is always one of the reasons that I love being outdoors in nature. We would always go hiking and stuff as well. But Oh nice. Yeah, it's just little little glimpses of things I remember from <laughs> Yeah, it's plenty of that out here. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on, man. So let's see here. Your uh, your PR agent approved these uh, list of questions that I had sent. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who uh, that is. <laughs> uh, go ahead and start with some of these. Um. I guess, I mean, obviously, so this whole podcast is about being a father and fitness. Um, what made you get involved with fitness and what exactly do you do right now? Um, well, I guess there's a few things. So like in adulthood, right, uh, which I don't really think much about my childhood uh, fitness stuff. Cause there wasn't yeah. really much of any, like, you know, I participated in things, but didn't really pursue it. Um, like seriously in any way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, actually that I'd say any pursuit I have of fitness is actually pretty directly tied to being a father. Like when I had my first child, oh, nice. uh, I think I was, significantly more overweight than I am now, probably like 250, something like that, you know, not like extremely obese, but <laughs> obese. <laughs> and yeah. so I was like, Hey, maybe you should start thinking about, uh, what you're doing with your life. You know, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, like, are you going to be able to play with your grandkids and all that kind of stuff? Like the path you're yeah. on, probably not. Right. Um, so yeah, cleaned up the diet around then. Um, that was something like my wife and I worked on together. Right. Um, and started bike commuting all the time. That's awesome. Um, actually sold my, our extra car at one point just to force me to bike commute as much as possible. Went to <laughs> so, the you know, like it. Yeah. So in the winter and everything, uh, which winters, winters aren't free of snow and stuff here, but they're not too bad. They're pretty mild. Um, yeah, that's good. 
so yeah, that's that's sort of the beginning of that, um, which wasn't wasn't really taken that very seriously. It was just sort of a way to be a little more active than totally sedentary, you know, <laughs> sort of the, the thing with the other thing with the bike commuting was I realized, okay, I'm when I'm at home, I'm just sitting on my couch, like zoning out watching TV or whatever. Yeah. And then I get in my car and I sit down when I'm in my car and then I go to work and well, look at that. I'm just sitting at work too. <laughs> So I am sitting so much of my day. So yeah. yeah, that was just a way to get a little more active. Um, and then I'd say things got a lot more serious with that. Like I, I started finding a lot more joy in fitness in general, but endurance sports specifically. Um, nice. Let's see. So my son was born. He's eight now. Um, and then, you know, like six months after that, my wife and I went through a separation and mm. stuff, um, which was extremely difficult for me for just, you know, emotionally, it was, yeah. it was a pretty much a wreck. Um, and so it's taken all sorts of really bad uh, marriage and financial advice from people, friends, you know, <laughs> like one of them was, Hey, you know what you need to do since you're getting a divorce and everything is you need to start just buying stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, turn, turn, turn your cash into um, assets that you can't split up. Right. <laughs> so it was like, okay, cool. And they're like, you know, you know what you need to do? You need to buy this bike for me. So I said, you're right. I do need to buy this bike from you. It looks like a nice bike. <laughs> um, and I didn't really, I didn't really think too much about it. You know, I, it really was like, Oh yeah, it's a nice bike. You know, why not? I like bikes. I've been riding. Bikes expensive sometimes. <laughs> What's that? I was going to say bikes get so expensive sometimes. They do. So, I mean, it was like, okay, a nice bike. It's used, you know, it's, I'm sure it's a good deal. So I, so I did that. Um, yeah, I didn't research it before or anything. I, I still don't, I still don't know a ton about bikes to be honest. Yeah. What I realized is, oh, okay. This is a time trial bike and sure. it's going to be super silly for me to bike commute on this thing. And actually it's kind of silly for me to like ride this around for fun all the time <laughs> too. Um, yeah. so I was like, what do you do with this thing? Um, so I, it, you know, turns out you do triathlons with that bike. And so I said, <laughs> whatever, I guess I need to start running and swimming. So, <laughs> so it started with the running <laughs> and, um, yeah, so started with the running, did kind of like a couch to 5k thing. Well, I mean, I guess first I signed up for the triathlon. This must've been. And this was probably like April or May. All this was happening. Triathlon was in September or something. Yeah. Uh, a sprint, you know? Okay. So a short one. Like, and this one's especially, has an especially short swim. I think it was like a 700 meter swim. And, you know, like a 20K bike and a 5K run. Okay. So. That's not yeah. So, so the run and the swim, both of those... It's just like, I just need to be able to finish this part of the thing, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> I felt okay about the bike. Um, yeah, I did a couch to 5K thing. Found out that running is hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> took a long time to feel any way good about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I found that. out that swimming is even harder. So, um, <laughs> and it's kind of a similar approach to the couch to 5k thing for swimming i think it's called zero to 16 1600 or 1650 or something it's basically getting you to being able to do a mile um so kind of follow those plans independently of any real structured triathlon training just to be able to complete each leg um and then yeah stuck with it stuck with that for another year 
my wife and I kind of mended stuff, right? Stuck yeah. stuck with that again for another year. And then, um, yeah, and then just kind of kept running after that and just doing little local stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's how I got into that's how I got into it. That's funny. Um, it's almost like you, uh, you almost like stumbled upon being a triathlete. You started yeah, with basically. the you found out what the bike was mainly for. And you're like, oh, I mean, I might as well train for the. So I used the bike properly, and you just like, well, yeah. I guess I'll throw in the running and the swimming. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm, awesome. I'm committed now. So <laughs> I didn't mean to commit, but <laughs> pretty wild that. Uh, you essentially went from, I, I mean, I don't know prior to that, but essentially yeah. from nothing to like, all right, I'm training for a triathlon. I like most people like, let's do a 5k. Cause those, everyone does those. You can walk yeah. those, whatever. And you're like, nah, I'm yeah. Do three of them simultaneous. <laughs> I don't like remember that. for sure, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I walked a significant portion of my first 5k uh, or my first, my first sprint the 5k yeah. part like had no Dude. idea about pacing right <laughs> you just push yourself as hard as you can and yeah. on the bike and then i was like oh okay feel good for the first mile and then <laughs> was toast and it was i didn't learn the lesson i did an olympic the second year and yeah i did not learn that lesson by then either walked a lot of the a lot of the run on that on that race too so hey man you completed it that's a that's a win in my book it's, it's true so <laughs> it's crazy yeah the running thing definitely surprised me um i mean i've always been athletic and doing sports and all that kind of stuff but i think i never did like a pure running sport so i never had proper what? running training they were just always what you mentioned just burn yourself out, go as hard and as fast as possible and build your endurance that way. And it never seemed to work for me. I mean, I would get physically fit enough for whatever sport I was participating in, but I would go like jog with my friends who were runners and they were just like talking to me the whole time. I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't talk to I'm running. And they're like, no. what do you mean? Just, just a casual jog. I'm like I'm dying right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh yeah, when you're starting out, it's there's no such thing as a casual jog. I think. I mean, maybe some people, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not for not most. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I recently hired a, a actual proper running endurance specific running coach, so I could train oh, yeah. the my first marathon and ultra and stuff. And uh, he introduced me to I think it's eighty twenty or yep. Um, zone two training essentially yeah those are kind of synonymous in, in my head anyway yeah so. yeah i mean he made them synonymous in my head as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> the first the first few runs i remember we'd like recap at the end of the week and i'm like dude this is fucking easy this is ridiculous i'm basically walking right now and he's like because I had the chest strap on. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I can see your heart rate is way too elevated for what you're doing right now. I'm like, yeah, that's because I'm running. He's like, <laughs> so then he he explained it all to me. And yeah. the progression, I, like, I'm, a, I'm a huge numbers and math geek. So like, I love seeing the charts and the progressions of watching my heart rate drop while my distances yep. were increasing and speed was increasing. Like the simultaneous building and decreasing of both of them was mind-blowing actually because of exactly what we had talked about it uh i grew up just like i said just running as hard and fast as i could and yeah yeah endurance specific training is its own beast and as i'm sure you know now (laughs) yeah no it requires a lot of self-control like yeah i don't know there is it keeps your ego in check think a lot of this does that's so. that's the key for me uh yeah <laughs> I, I don't know. that one bothered me i'm still i'm still not good with that one so if i do go out for a casual like zone two run um and <laughs> i hear someone coming up behind me i invariably know my pace is going to increase like 
Especially, yep. especially if they pass me, I'm like, oh, fuck that person. I'm, I'm definitely not yeah. letting them beat me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the thing that helped me is I, I just start going, oh, okay, they ha- they're on a different workout than I am, obviously. <laughs> you know, they're doing intervals or something. Yeah. I'm just I'm just doing, this is what I'm doing today. It's easy. It's easy, Dave. <laughs> I've, gotten, so. uh, I've gotten much better, though, after I did complete the ultra a couple months yeah. ago, though. Just because it was very humbling to have 80-year-old men constantly passing me. Yeah. Every time. And they're like, all right, keep, you're doing good. Like, oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's, it honestly is very humbling. It made me uh, it is. appreciate the endurance athletes. Just, I mean, these dudes have been doing it. I mean, they're 80. I asked, yeah. I caught up with one of them at the end. I'm like, man, how old are you? He's like, I'm turning 86 this year. Like, Seriously. Like, you, you passed me. That's. Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't even get mad. Like I said, it was very humbling. Yeah. It made me, uh, it changed my perspective. Finally, I think that a little switch went off in my head. Like this, this is how you do it properly. And you have to let go of your yeah. ego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's pretty amazing how that builds over years or it's like can be sustained at that level anyway. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah it's, uh, it's one of the, Running itself is just a very interesting sport. Like I yeah. said, I've never had any proper running specific training to begin with, but I'm I'm grateful that I hired a coach because he not only helps me with the zone two pacing, but he also helped correct my form. And I don't like I didn't have any knee issues anymore because I was oh. I was landing on my heels like yeah my whole life because that's how you walk. He's like, yeah, that's how everyone starts out running. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, he helped me get more of like a land straight, straight down to where all the force just checks all the way up through your body instead of just straight to your knees. Yeah, it's a midfoot strike. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. Actually, I am one of those weird people. Uh, I don't think there's, I don't know. I walk on my toes and stuff. So when I run, I actually sort of naturally a forefoot striker. Nice. Um, which, yeah, it does work, but it turns out that also can lead to plantar fasciitis. Turns out it's one of the factors that can contribute to that. So have you unfortunately uh, gotten any symptoms of that yet? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turns out that that thing lasts a long time. So. Yeah. I think I think I shouldn't have done a marathon last year, or at least I shouldn't have trained at the volume I did last mm-hmm. year, and yeah. just wasn't ready for it. Like, <laughs> like my feet weren't anyway. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that did not did not work out. So, so I see. Um, um, I know you do a lot of fitness related stuff, and I also see you a lot of your posts on Twitter about finances, which is also one of my other passions. Um, oh yeah. I don't want to dive into it too much, but um, just because this one is specifically about dads and fitness, but um, yes. what's your uh, what's your interest with finances? Like, what else do you do besides fitness related activities? Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty interested in the f- like just the financial independence kind of part of personal finance, specifically, like. Like the fire movement? Yeah, like fire, right? Like like just, you know, getting to the point where your passive income exceeds your annual expenses. Yeah. So those things to me look like how can you lower your expenses and how can you increase your passive income over time, right? Right. Yeah. It's, it's pretty simple, really. Um, and actually, I do consider it to be kind of similar to finances. Or no, sorry, sorry. I consider finances and fitness to be some, like, there's a lot of analogies. Yeah, they're definitely. Like, it's simple. The concepts are simple, right? Like, like zone two training. It's pretty simple. Keep your heart rate lower than this, right? When your heart rate goes over that, slow down. (laughs) But it requires the self-control to do that thing, right? So it's like, okay. Uh... 
you know, some level of self-denial when you want to, you know, be lazy, not, not, not cook at home, go eat out, whatever. We look at your budget and we're like, well, how do I make that work? And you gotta say, well, <laughs> I gotta slow down. I gotta, it's okay. I can make whatever I can make TB and J who cares. <laughs> um, and then just, you know, showing up and making investments every, you know, every week or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that, that compounds over time, similar to how, similar how kind of every, like, you know, any sort of progression with fitness works, right. It's all kind of compounding over time. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like the dollar cost averaging in finances is the same with all the little micro tears when you're doing bicep curls, like, just keep showing up and then it's just going to grow. Yeah. Exactly what you said. It's so simple, but yeah, in practice, it's sublime, sublimely difficult. <laughs> I feel like the weird thing is though, is with fitness, there's plateaus, right? You got, you're like, you'll work, work, work. And then sometimes like what you're doing just stops working. Yeah. I don't know if that happens with finances. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe it does. But yeah. So, so yeah, that's kind of my interest there. But, yeah, man. yeah, I'm a big I'm a big finance guy. Like I said, um a lot of my backgrounds in math and I'm a, I'm a software engineer, yeah. so I love spreadsheets and just projections and all those stuff. Yep. And that definitely directly translates into my fitness. I have so many spreadsheets of not only just like diet or nutritional things oh yeah uh routines that i've built for friends or just stuff that i'm building for myself as well <laughs> way too many That's spreadsheets cool. <laughs> yeah yeah my my google drive is pretty full of <laughs> <laughs> a lot of random stuff uh, yeah. most of it things i haven't kept up with like i, I don't know it's, sometimes i don't have the discipline to keep collecting the data which is yeah. um I don't know. That's kind of what I like about the era we live in is with like Strava and stuff. You can, yeah. you know, it's all kind of there. And if you want it to go look at it, analyze it, it's all, it's all there. Um, you don't really have to set up a whole, your whole own system around it or whatever. Yeah. Thankfully, Weightlifting, you kind of have to, seems like. So. I know uh, when we first started interacting on Twitter, I think one of the very first things I saw or commented on that you had was your uh, your analytics software. And I remember I mentioned I used Training Peaks. I don't remember. Oh what, yeah, what was the name of the one that you used? Uh, Intervals.icu. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty similar. Um, yeah, sure, it's the exact same thing, just different. <laughs> It seems like it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know the thing I like about it. it well, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll reveal myself as being kind of cheap, right? So, like, it's a free software. Yeah. Whereas Training Peaks, I don't know what the pricing model is for Training Peaks. So I was yeah. just like, well, I know Interpol. And I had a friend who used it, kind of introduced me to it. And I was like, started using it. <laughs> and that actually like really changed the way I trained, to be honest. Like nice. Like it was kind of loosey goosey, whatever, you know, like okay, I'll run three times a week. Um, no real sense of how to prog pro uh progress and yeah. stuff. Um but that like measuring the training load and seeing that over time, seeing your form, right? Um yeah, just really changed how I how I approach all that. So trying to avoid getting burnt out, uh, <laughs> you know, tapering before a race that you care about or whatever. Uh, yeah, it was new for that me. That kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. That so, whole, uh, that whole week before any major event is, uh, that was, that one was hard for me. Um, yeah. Mentally, just because again, going back to my athletics, just like, oh, the game's tomorrow. We got to put in a hard practice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so backwards almost completely yeah. for endurance sports. I actually wonder if that's changed now. Yeah, yeah me too. For, 
Yeah. I'm going to try to get my daughter into something. I mean, she does jujitsu, but that, I mean, you're not going to be training and stuff like that. (laughs) No. Yeah. That's cool. So have you had any like major setbacks or injuries aside from your plantar fasciitis? Um, nothing major. I've had, I've been pretty fortunate that way. So, well, I have and I haven't. So I'd say I had a, um, a knee, like some, just a painful knee, maybe like a runner's knee. Right. And I was, I was resting it and it wasn't really getting better. And I just kept resting it, kept resting it, kept resting it. And then I finally said, okay, maybe I need to try some physical therapy stuff. And that was like, I think months, right. Of just, you know, like I'll deal with it on my own. You know, like <laughs> I think ego is always the problem for me. Right. It's just like, I got it. I'll figure it out. I don't need some professional to tell me how to do it. Um, <laughs> And, you know, once I actually looked and went and did it, uh, like running on it wasn't really a problem, right? So it was kind of like a, like a niggle, right? Like something I could have trained through that I treated like an injury because I was just ignorant about it, right? Um, happens. Whereas if I went and got it checked out, I would have known and I would have been able to fix it fairly easy right um so there's that i've also had like sprained ankles and some minor things that are pretty easy to recover from Not, no no broken bones no you know. no over the handlebars <laughs> oh i've had some of those uh fortunately none of those have resulted in any major injuries i actually did get had well I say I got hit by a car. I had a collision with a car. Uh, yeah. So fortunately, he stopped moving by the time we collided, but I could not. And um, oh, that was one of those things where <laughs> you just got to laugh at yourself because you're so stubborn. Uh, I, My wife would agree my, with you. <laughs> my forks were bent yeah. and my... And my front wheel was all like tacoed, right? Like it was <laughs> folded. And <laughs> I was just like, are we good? Like, can you give me your insurance information? <laughs> because, you know, this is clearly your, <laughs> like he was, and he told me, right. He was like, it was like five thirty in the morning or something. He's like, I'm just coming home from work. Like I got to get my daughter to school, like all this stuff. Right. It's like, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, just give me your insurance information. <laughs> uh, well, we'll figure it out. No big deal. You're right. That's fine. And so I actually walked my bike, like carried my bike back home. And then just, I think I got my other bike <laughs> and I rode <laughs> and I rode to work. And then the next day I was like, hmm, it hurts to breathe. <laughs> no? <laughs> like, it really hurts to breathe. <laughs> I was like, huh. What are the symptoms of having a broken rib? Uh, I was like, oh, look, that's a symptom of having a broken rib. You might not notice it any other way, right? Um, so then I went and got I went and got an x-ray like a couple days later, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so silly things I shouldn't have done, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no major injuries, fortunately. So. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I would know at this at this point. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been pretty fortunate uh, injury wise. I haven't had anything too crazy. Uh, I mean, if you ask my wife, there has been, but again, I, oh, yeah. that stubborn part kicks in for sure. Um, yeah, I definitely I injured my neck at some point when I was lifting, and it it knocked me out for like six months. And I definitely should have gone to the doctor, but. I'm fine now, so yeah. I think uh, I won that one. <laughs> I don't know if there's any like long-term damage, but so far so right. good. Hopefully not. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Even, I was benching, and I don't even know what I did. I, I like 
did something like this to my neck hmm. and then it just like immediately red hot pain from like the base of my skull to the middle of my spine i'm like all right this that's that's not good that's not good no yeah, took, took a few days off and then just like it took me out for like six months yeah but i'm good it's now. a long time yeah yeah that's that's good <laughs> So, do you have any training or any like races? That's the word I'm looking for. You got any races coming up that you're training for specifically? Yeah, yeah. Um, which again, I think that's part of the kind of change the way I train, right? So, I really do like structuring the year that way, having a races that you're targeting to be at you know peak form for yeah so they're all local um all local races or you know in the area within close enough i don't need to stay in a hotel or get on a plane or anything right um so yeah there's a sprint triathlon in early august in vancouver washington here So I'll go do that. Uh, like I said, that's a sprint. And then I think it's two weeks later, there's another one in Richland, Washington. That's uh, an Olympic distance. Um, but that's the main thing I'm training for. The other thing is kind of like a shakeout race or whatever, right? Just a shorter thing to get a feel for racing. And again, because I haven't done a triathlon in six years seven years maybe so yeah so that's that's the main thing i i do have other smaller races on my calendar that i might participate in so i mean one i'm definitely going to is like just like the local fourth of july if it's a 5k or a 10k or whatever yeah go do that um (laughs) yeah so those little local things just treating them like hard workouts basically um, in the training plan. Yeah. So it's a good time to test too, right? Like I am still early enough in what I, in, in all this that like I should be able to PR stuff, um, you know? So that's kind of always the goal, I guess is to see, okay, can you really, PR this 5k even <laughs> by like 15 seconds come on <laughs> you know yeah. any, um any improvement so. makes me happy <laughs> yeah so do, do your kids do any training stuff with you um no not really um they think you're crazy <laughs> nothing crazy no which i've been thinking about how to do that a little better so like I got a setup in my basement with just kettlebells and stuff. So yeah. if I, you know, feel like I need to, I can go do that. Right. If I missed some other weight session or whatever, just get something in. Yeah. Although it's significantly different from what I'm usually doing. I'm usually doing barbell stuff. Right. Um, but I've got ones that are light enough for my, for my kids to use. And and do that. Uh, so sometimes we'll do that together, but we have a family gym membership. Um, so like a YMCA or something. Yeah, well, it's a, uh, we don't have a YMCA here, but it's similar, similar ish. It's like a court club. It's, it's got, it's got like tennis courts and a pool and a weight room and a basketball court. And <laughs> that's way you know, better a bunch than of YMCA. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on which ones you get, but yeah, yeah, I've never been to one actually. So, um, yeah, so like that's where my pool is that I usually go to. Um, but so we'll go swimming and things. I mean, that's kind of the main main thing we have it for. But I was thinking about like making Thursday night kind of, you know, family like let's go lift weights or whatever night because they are well, at least two of them are kind of interested in in, in weightlifting that's so awesome like, well why not 
So we have we have the means to do that. So you just need to put the time in. Yeah. Um, so I thought about doing that, um, just to get more time with them doing that kind of thing, because like they see what I'm doing, and so I think I'm setting an example, but they doing it together is, you know, much better, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, um, it's difficult. Um, like my daughter is 10, the other one's <laughs> one, so she doesn't know anything yet, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bought her a couple of, uh, I might have them, I don't know. They're little uh, plastic kettlebells and like a little plastic dumbbell that we bring, nice. we bring her down in the basement when my wife and I work out just so, just so she's exposed to it. Um, and she, yes. she just crawls around and plays with her stuff, but she at least plays with the kettlebell stuff. So maybe, maybe there's something yeah. seeping in there for when she's getting older. Oh uh, yeah. Just getting primed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, our 10 year old, she isn't too interested at this moment. Um, she has a trampoline and stuff that she jumps on down here when we're, yeah. when we're working out, she likes the stationary bike, but she's oh, cool. kind of afraid of it now because the pedals sliced her shin open the other day because oh really we told her it's not a toy and she got a little too out of control with it and yeah yeah it's one of those uh i can't think of the name of it but anyways it had the momentum on it so it just she took her foot off and it just kept going it just yeah it sliced yeah. her shin open it was actually pretty bad but um, yeah, so maybe uh, maybe she learned a lesson finally to stop messing around on there. <laughs> yeah, when things aren't toys, you you treat them like they're not toys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Took me a while to realize that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's but, uh, I think it's important to uh, like exactly what you're doing, just setting the example, just talking to them about it, uh, answering any questions that they have about it. Yeah. Um, Cause they're, I mean, kids, you know, they're naturally curious. So they're going to ask questions like, why the hell are you running around with a sandbag on your shoulders or <laughs> the crazy stuff that I do. So well, it's a good question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> is it, from an outside perspective, it is a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dad, it's going to be a little crazy. Running down the street with no shoes on and a sandbag. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the crazy guy in the neighborhood. <laughs> yep. Every neighborhood needs some. So Yeah. I don't have it it's no cool. other way. <laughs> well, if you could, um what kind of advice would you give to any other fathers um as far as trying to juggle work life balance, fitness, the kids, your personal athletic pursuits, what do you think is your glue that holds it all together for you? Well, um, I mean, for me, it's it's a lot. A lot of it is about time management. It's just you know, looking at your calendar, what time do you have available to do the thing that you want to do? That's probably going to be pretty early in the morning. A lot <laughs> of times I think for most people. So I think knowing that going into it, um, which of course also means going to bed at an okay time, <laughs> right? So you can recover from all this stuff you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm somewhat leery to give just blanket advice because my situation's a little different. Uh, well, makes sense. A little different from what I consider to be the ideal for like a father with children and a wife, right? Like, so I'm I'm co-parenting, so like half the days I don't have my kids, so yeah. I have lots of time to dedicate to whatever I want to do. Um. Like I would almost say I put a lot of time in to avoid not having anything else to do during those times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. So I think 
I think everybody's kind of in a different situation. I'd say if you are in that situation, right, where you're co-parenting, you find yourself a lot of free time, you're like, what do I do with myself? It's like, well, I think this is a noble pursuit to just improve yourself, um, you know, physically. It helps a lot with emotional well-being, in my experience. Um, and, and, yeah, so that would be kind of my my advice but generically it's about making the time for it right like finding the time making it like a you know making like an appointment for yourself to do the thing and treat it with the same you know respect or as serious as you would make an appointment with somebody else to do something right you don't want to waste you wouldn't want to waste somebody else's time don't waste your time. Get in there and do the thing you said to yourself you would do. Right. I like that. Um, that's the way I think about it. Um, I've never actually thought about it like that. Like, do you respect yourself enough to commit to it like you would if you had a doctor's appointment? Are you, you respect the doctor's time. You should respect your own time. That's, that's, I like that a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't, uh, yeah. That's that's not an original thought of mine. I don't remember where I first heard it, but but it's a, I think it's useful. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna use it as a quote from you directly now. So it is yours. okay. All right, <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah. Um, do you have any? Uh, uh, let's say, do you have any like role models or anything in your fitness? journey that you look up to or anyone that you kind of look to see maybe these guys are five steps ahead of me what are they doing that kind of stuff yeah yeah um i think definitely so probably quite a few like i i look up to the old older guys right who are still fit like um And like older to me is not like, I think they might laugh if I was like, oh yeah, they're older guys that are fit, right? Because there's people older than them that are fit, right? But it'd be like, uh, like Gordo Byrne. Um, I, I, you know, listen to him on the ritual podcast and I don't know, sometime last year I was like, oh, this story, like just his story kind of resonates with, with everything. He was like a not professional, but elite triathlete. Um, (laughs) What's that? Definitely elite. Definitely elite. And, and you know, um, and, you know, took time to focus on his family and stuff like that. And is kind of getting back into it with, um, yeah, just all this incredible knowledge about how, how to do it properly. Right. Um, and then, yeah, folks like, you know, like Rich Roll, um, kind of endurance sports guys. And then I do like watching, I do like watching pro pro triathletes now, just like oh, nice. their vlog updates about their training, how the races went, things like that. Like, uh, I don't know, big fan of Lionel Sanders and, uh, and Sam Long, um, you know, two American or well, actually Lionel's Canadian. Um, but yeah, anyway, Nice. Would would you say triathlete or triathlon is your main focus for fitness? I mean, I know you do some barbell stuff as well, which is great because that's good yeah. for everybody, but the yep. triathlon is a big focus. Yeah, that's kind of been my main interest kind of since then, yeah. um, or, you know, since getting into it. Like even when I was just running, it was kind of always in the back of my mind, like, when am I going to, when am I going to do this again? You know, um, cause I kept, I kept biking, kept bike commuting. Um, but yeah. And I actually was using the bike for cross training. Like last year I was last year I did my first, my first half marathon and then my first marathon and I was using, using the bike trainer, like the Wahoo kicker or whatever to nice. kind of cross train for that too. So, um, so yeah, and when I was doing all that partway through the year, I said to myself, this is just too much running. 
like just too much <laughs> of the same thing every single day. Uh, cause I was running six days a week, usually twice a day or, you know, not usually twice a day, but often twice a day. Um, so it was just, it was just too much. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I'm enjoying the variety of triathlon, even though yeah. it is more complicated, I would say to try to build in all those disciplines. Um, so it's a little more complicated that way. Yeah, I think that's but, what, that's what draws me towards hybrid athletics. Yeah, because I get, I mean, we all get bored, but I yeah like super bored so quick, and I probably will never do another ultra again unless I do an ultra obstacle course, which I found. But oh yeah, the, the training for ultras. Oh my god, I don't even know. Like halfway. Once I started till about halfway till I was there to the race, I was just like running for like five hours. I'm like, oh, this is just boring <laughs> shit. <laughs> to be fair, though, I do do it like super Spartan ask with no headphones or right? there's yeah. huge debates on that from people, and people are very opinionated and headphones or no headphones. I don't <laughs> opinionated people out there. <laughs> if you find an opinion or you find something to have an opinion about you'll find people with opinions <laughs> about that thing <laughs> so strong sometimes it's like yeah. dude just let people do what they want who cares Yeah. yeah. anyways I choose <clears throat> to not use it um, Yeah. and that, that started with when I started my endurance training I wanted to I use it as like a meditative way, but also kind yeah. of to just get in tune in sync with my body and like hear it, get the, the audio feedback. And yeah, I don't know. I, I like it a lot more. And yeah. No, there's a lot to that. Yeah. I used to just listen. I think honestly, I wrote a blog article about it, about how different music affects how you run. And I used to listen to like really hardcore. Yeah music metal basically and i would yeah. notice i did a little experiment with myself that i would run faster my heart rate would be higher i would gas out faster and then i put on like down tempo lo-fi beats or something for the next run and I'd be like oh, i ran for like five hours and it was great and yeah it definitely influences you um, which it does. i don't think anyone is surprised by that but um, no yeah so no. I, i'm just going spartan on it and go no headphones and I like it because I get to hear the birds too. So that's honestly yeah. the biggest reason that I do it. And the drivers around here are wild and I don't want to die. So that's another good reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've started using those bone conductive um, yeah, headphones you... for that reason. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. They're not, I just, they're shocks or whatever. I think they're probably like the main brand that's okay. out there. I, right I've, now. Never, I've never even heard of it before until you had mentioned it. Oh, no. oh yeah. For they like slip over your, Years, um, kind of rest on your temple, um, but yeah, no, I say like I used to listen to System of a Down when I would run, <laughs> and now I listen to Moby. I just <laughs> slowed down, you wow. know. <laughs> it's funny so. you bring up Moby because I just, uh, I I just heard one of his songs like a week or so ago, and I like completely forgot about him as an artist up until like a oh, week. Oh, really? Ago. Like, oh my god, this guy! I listened to him so much when I was younger. Uh, really, it was awesome. Yeah. It's funny you bring it up now. <laughs> yeah, actually, he does have one like kind of electro punk album that came out. Um, I don't know, quite a while ago now, but that one's good. Like, if you need to get amped <laughs> to listen to, <laughs> so if you like electro punk anyway, which pretty niche, I think maybe. Honestly, um, so before I switched careers to be a software engineer, I was uh, going to school for audio engineering, and uh, so music is definitely like my first passion and stuff. So, oh, really? But the reason I say that is I haven't come across any genre of music that I don't like yet. So I'm gonna have to check. That yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, 
but the album's called These Systems Are Failing. Um, I don't remember. It's like a side project thing. I think it had, it was like Moby and something. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember what that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what it was called. But I'm, anyhow. I'm impressed you remember the album name. <laughs> I, <laughs> I listened to it a lot at one point. So. <laughs> nice. But yeah. All right, man. Well, we've been going at it pretty close to an hour, so I guess we'll wrap it up because I got work tomorrow. But oh, um, oh yeah, and it, it's uh, it's about ten thirty. Like ten thirty. Yeah, yeah. The dad life. That's late for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, um, I really appreciate yeah. you taking the time. Um, I'm glad it worked out. I would love to do this again at some point in the future because you're a great conversationalist and I like everything that you put out there. Speaking of, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I know I read your newsletter. I Obviously, I follow you yeah. on Twitter. We interact quite a bit on there. So feel free to uh, plug anything you want. Where can people find you? Stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really it. Um, I'm not active on any other social media right now so um and yeah i just i like to just using using twitter and the newsletter is like kind of a creative outlet like twitter's pretty fitness focused the newsletter is a little more all over the place like like i i I wrote about grieving i think today when i sent it out (laughs) so it's a little more all over the place just like whatever i'm yeah kind of using it as a way to develop as a writer um nice yeah that's yeah that's... the uh, on, on twitter i'm just at dp at dpoline d-p-o-l-e-h-n and you can find me on uh you can subscribe to my newsletter it's at beehive uh you know same d-p-o-l-e-h-n at beehive.com so yeah that's i'll it. drop all the i'll drop all the links in there as well oh cool It'll make it a lot yeah. easier. <laughs> and I've got DP, dpoline.com too. So there you go. But All right, Daniel. Uh, like I said, I really appreciate you being the, the inaugural guest for the, the Dad Fit podcast. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity. It was good talking. And yeah, I'd love to do it again sometime. So Awesome, man. All right. Good deal. Take it easy. I'll see you, sir. Bye.